It is a blind cricket club. It's not a joke. For everything you need to know about blind cricket globally, check out the Blind Cricket Club with Shazane Daly. The Blind Cricket Club. Yes, it's real. It's not a joke. Yes, it is. World greatest game. Blind Cricket. Blind Cricket. Blind Cricket. Subscribe to the podcast. Share and leave a review. Come down the street on the Calais. Come to Jusava Alley. Good afternoon, good morning, good night. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Blind Creek Club with yours truly, Chavin Daily. And people, I'm here to give you part two of two of the Raymond Moxley interview right here on the Blind Creek Club, people. And I tell you, this interview is very inspiring. You understand, people? He's telling us about his journey through blind cricket this World Cup that he has attended and the best players of the year that he have won and best player for the tournament that he have won and he also spell the beans that the next World Cup will be in England in 2021 and he's also hoping for the West Indies to be there so he's applauding and he's appealing to everyone in the West Indies to put their act together and sort out their issues and get there in 2021 so right now I'm going to give you a quick preview, you understand people, a quick, quick, quick preview of what took place on the last episode with Mr. Raymond Maxley, General Secretary of World Blind Creek Council, and then after that, we're going to get right into part two of his interview. So stick and stay, we'll talk to you after this interview. Using the flat, the, the sweep shot, mm-hmm. and all of the other partially sided batsmen were standing up. And so the selectors, I think, to a person, and the other players all thought that what I was doing and what the other guy was doing wasn't wasn't cricket as far as they were concerned. And, and whilst we were scoring well, uh, they they weren't convinced that that was the way to play blind cricket. They went to the 1998 World Cup and came back, and everyone was after that sweeping. So I've, I was a bit robbed <laughs> uh, that, I, that I missed out on that chance. But I've been in every other tour Australia's had since that date. So uh, that's which has been uh, uh, a huge reward for me. Subscribe to the podcast, share, and leave a review. Yes, and welcome back to the podcast. And I hope that piqued your interest a bit. Um, to hear what we'll be talking about in this interview coming up. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, uh, I'll be speaking to him about his journey in blind cricket and uh, talking to him about um, what's happening in blind cricket across the world in terms of tournaments, who playing who, and uh, about what's happening in the, the West Indies. And he have some advice for what's the situation. Uh, 
well, he have some advice um, on the, the situation that's taking place in the West Indies blind cricket currently. So without further ado, we'd like to go into this interview with Mr. Raymond Moxley, General Secretary of the Blind Cricket Council and Chairman for Blind Cricket Australia. Soon come. Hope you enjoy. As it relates to your eye condition, what is it called and how difficult um, did it make playing blind cricket for you? Um, was it an easy uh, um, feat or was something um, easily um, managed and controlled? As far as my sight condition goes, I have mm -hmm. a condition called ocular albinism. Um, so, uh, what, what, my what, eyes, that's first I'm hearing that uh, one, what's that? Say again? I'm free, that's the first time I'm ever hearing about that eye condition. Okay, so it's, it's albinism, but it just it affects my eyes. Uh, it does affect my pigment in my skin as well, but I do have a very slight amount of pigment. I don't have... Someone with a full albino would have you know, pink, uh, pink pigment in there, or pinkish uh, colour to their skin. My skin is just bleach white. It almost looks transparent. It's, it's some... So okay, so it's white, but it's not it's not quite that pink pigment. Uh, but I've got to be very careful uh, going in the sun. Mm -hmm. um, so I've got uh, my my vision, my visual acuity is roughly six sixty, I guess, to make a, a simple comment. But my biggest issue is glare, and so when I when I'm tested, I test in a optometrist's office, which is in pitch black, looking at a board. And then when I go outside at any time, I'm severely affected by glare. And in fact, my optometrist, ophthalmologist, I should say, recently said that I probably I'm probably more of a B2 when I'm playing outside because uh, the glare would have such a significant impact on my vision. Wow, well, that's very interesting there. Um, that's the first time I'm ever hearing about um, that eye condition. Um, so having this eye condition now, um, how did this um, affect your game in terms of how you play a game? And did it, did it, did it, did it cause you to, to change in terms of you wanted to be a, a batsman or a bowler? How did it affect in terms of the style of cricket you play and so forth? Um, and in, in cricket, my my passion has always been to bowl and to be a fast bowler. So I guess I have a I have fond memories as a young man uh, watching watching the Australian team being decimated regularly by the West Indies fast bowlers. And I think uh, whilst we had some good fast bowlers of our own, we didn't quite have the likes of. <laughs> uh, you know, Garda holding uh, anyway the list would be we could spend half an hour talking about the you know, the, uh, the list of West Indies fast bowlers but I, I love I love watching what they did and I, I guess I carry a bit of that when I bowl and so I'm a fast bowler wow. and I bowl at around about 100 k's an hour and I've been described as probably the fastest bowler in the world in my in my peak and also the bounciest bowler my, my, my thing was bounce bowling Wow, that's really the bouncing, the bouncing of the ball. How, how, how would you describe that technique um, to get the ball bounced? Because recently the, the Jamaicans played against the Indians and you have few persons like Ajay and, and some other persons bounce the ball so high and I was wondering, wow, how did they do that? <laughs> okay, you're asking me to give away trade secrets. Ah, man. <laughs> 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 a simple, a simple, a simple way to describe it. When you, when I come in, I jump very mm -hmm. high. I launch myself in the air before my delivery stride. So the ball is coming down from a, a high height. I sprint uh, as I come in. So I'm, I'm only off uh, between. In my peak, I was off 12 steps. Uh, run up my, uh, I guess as I've, I've 
got a little bit older. I'm now seven steps typically, uh, but I, the key is hit the crease really hard. Uh, I launch myself as I'm as I'm delivering. So as I'm letting the ball go, I'm at the fastest I am for my entire delivery stride, uh, for, for my entire run up, I should say. Mm-hmm. It's, it's at the time point of delivery. My arm, I take my arm back as far as it goes, and I hit the ball into the ground um, just after the pop increase. So it's almost like throwing the ball. If you if you were going through the action, it'd be like trying to throw the ball into at, at, uh, sort of at your heel as you're as you're letting it go. I mean, you're not going to hit your heel because you're this is the way you're bowling the mm-hmm. ball will be down the wicket a bit but you've got to hit the ball on the ground there but depending on the wicket so sometimes I'll pitch it out further if it's a skipping wicket and I'll get the ball to skip off the wicket okay wow. so yeah guys so I'll, I'll give for the guys even to, to listen to and, and, and practice to, to get their, their, their bowling up to par you know because it's really amazing to, to see those balls flying in the air in blind cricket because you never know that ball <laughs> could go so high in blind cricket so yeah, it's, it's amazing. But um, Can I suggest one, one, one thing with bowlers, though, is that mm-hmm. the most important thing is to have a consistent run-up. Um, it's more important than anything else. Doing fancy stuff with your bowling, the first thing to do is to measure up a run-up and stick to that run-up. Have your seven step, five steps, seven steps, whatever whatever that, whatever your run-up is, uh, mm-hmm. make sure you're consistent with it because the, when you're starting to experiment and try new things, you want to know that it's the new thing that you're trying that is the thing that that, that you're measuring that change rather than having a run-up that's different all the time because then you don't know what it is that you're influenced that's influencing a different delivery yes that's where um most of our players they don't experiment enough and they, they go into games um doing experiment and it, it never work out in games so you have to get that thing good before you go into game mode all right so sticking to australian cricket um for the time being you said you played in every tournament since 2000. Um, could you tell us about um, that experience and some of the other tournaments um, that follows and and how was those experiences um, for you? So I played in every tournament. So, so the, my first, uh, the first uh, international with the, what is now the current international ball, that was in 2000. It was a Tri-Nations tournament, mm-hmm. Australia, Australia, England and New Zealand. Australia comprehensively won that tournament, so mm-hmm. it was exciting. In fact, we should, the Australians, we should have called it the Ashes. The tournament that was Australia playing England, we should have called the Ashes. We didn't do that, uh, which is a mistake of ours because we should rightfully be known as the first winners of, winner of the Ashes. Uh, but that, that, that that didn't happen. Um, I'm going to be my memory's going to be tested a little bit now. I think in 2002, uh, I went to World Cup in uh, in India, in Chennai, in India. Um, so that was my first experience of of real international cricket as far as, you know, seeing guys from all over the world playing. So what was that, so that, experience, was what was that experience like for you? Oh, outstanding. It was three It was three weeks. It was a dream. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, this, it's, yeah, just the best experience of my life. Um, to have the opportunity to mix with the other teams, to, you know, just to, just to feel the atmosphere of, of that. And at the time, in fact, Australia were the only team with fast bowlers. It's something that, we had almost had as, as an exclusive skill and it was actually a constant battle. It sometimes still is in Australia. It's a constant battle. There are people who don't bowl quickly, so no, you don't bowl fast in blind cricket. That's that's not how you get wickets. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's interesting to see as the games progressed, 
now every country in the world wants to have a fast bowler or a, or a battery of fast bowlers. So we had a real advantage in 1998 and in 2002. We didn't quite. We made the semi-finals and we were very close to uh, to beating South Africa in that semi-final. Uh, and South Africa then went on to win the World Cup uh, that year. So we were we had a really good chance then. Um, mm-hmm. I, we then played my next tournament. I think was uh, playing. Uh, New Zealand in Australia in 2004 and in that, at that time the Australian domestic ball became the international ball so for a period of 18 months that was international ball mm-hmm. um, and that was a ball that I was really familiar with and I picked up what I think is still a world record uh, for the most number of dismissals in an innings I picked up eight for eight for 19 Whoa. against the uh, the New Zealanders um, and but to be to be fair that they didn't have bowlers who bowled the way we bowled so man they were it was the first game and they were batting first so they was they were a bit shell-shocked um they certainly tightened up and they, they just got more familiar with the bounce mm-hmm. uh, after that but for that first game that was a that was a real shock for them um and that was yeah that's sort of my best my little claim to fame we played some other series uh, uh domestically and then we had uh the 2006 world cup in pakistan if I could continue, um, 2006 was the, the year when uh, West Indies made their international debut um, in that World Cup in Pakistan. Um, tell us, tell us about um, that World Cup for you, and uh, I guess soon after that, um, you guys um, came to the West Indies as as well, and um, the Australian team where uh, you got got a good competition by the, the, the West Indies um, blind cricket team. Um, tell us about that um, experience and journey um, for you guys. First from the West Indies were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that was probably my best tour. I was, I was named bowler of the tournament for that tournament. Um, so that was, that was from my personal career, that's probably the, one, of the, yeah, one of the highlights. We had a bit of a, a break in blind cricket following that. We didn't get to play any any serious cricket thing until 2008 uh, when we had we hosted England in Australia which unfortunately was a was a bit of a whitewash for, for England they had uh, they had some players that we just couldn't combat um, and mm-hmm. we, we thought we were well prepared and, and ready to go but they just had a couple of players that we couldn't couldn't uh, get out and they uh, they were dominant um, the and then the the next tour was the tour of the West Indies. That was that's one of my all time highlights. I mean, it probably doesn't mean much to the the uh, Caribbean listeners of the podcast, but when I talk about where I've been in, in the world playing blind cricket, the the country that gets the greatest um, sort of expression of uh, admiration is when I say I've been to Barbados and played blind cricket. People go, "Wow, that's pretty cool." So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's a special thing. We have great memories there. Unfortunately, our side wasn't um, wasn't our best possible side. Our performances, we were just we were just outclassed by the West Indies, uh, which all, all all credit to them. Uh, but I think with our with our full team, it would have been an even more competitive series, which would have been would have been wonderful for both sides. But that gave us a taste, I guess, of what. Uh, what the West Indies had, and we looked at we looked at the regional tournament that we were, we were a part of before that, and we could see lots of talent from all over the West Indies. It was uh, mm-hmm. a lot of raw talent too, but it was I was looking around just thinking that yeah, there's there's just such an opportunity there. And when we played played uh, you guys in those uh, three uh, three uh, ODIs, mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, it was it was clear that there was some yeah some real quality players. I was lucky enough, you know, to, and, and we're still thankful. We having the opportunity to play out on Kensington Oval mm-hmm. was just an absolute you know, career highlight for all the guys. Even if we, even though we lost, uh, <laughs> it was a career highlight. Yes. And uh, Donnell uh, Shim uh, hit me for a boundary. I think he hit me for a four. I ended up getting mm-hmm. him out. I think, Donnell, but, uh, a great player, man. <laughs> not, not, not before he belted me all around the park. So I think he won that battle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was great. And yeah. then uh, played World Cups in uh, in uh, back in India, India, then in South Africa, and then back in India uh, again. And mm. I've had um, yeah, I've had a wonderful time at every tournament that I've gone to. I think it's just been the best experience and honestly the best memories of my life. Mm. You see, you see, so you have a, so your your journey so wonderful, so fruitful. I, I it's so very interesting, you know, and it's it's good to know that um, persons can achieve so much out of blind cricket. So that, that that can tell a lot of person to come and be a part of blind cricket because it, it helps a lot of persons socially as well. You know, you just lose your sight. It helps you to, to to go back and to be mobile mobile again and and all of those good stuff. But um, on the on the world scene now. As it relates to cricket, uh, what can we, we players look forward for coming from into a new development, into maybe um, tournaments or so forth? What, what's what's happening on, on the world level? What's going on in blind cricket globally? Sure. Well, 2021 is the next official uh, big tournament that will be the there'll be a World Cup, a T20 World Cup in England. 20 World Cup in England. It's 2021, so that's something we really would love to see the Caribbean at because that's. It's got to be the closest tournament you guys can get to, mm-hmm. um, and that would be so that. That'll be really exciting if in England are fully supported by the England Cricket Board. So the ECB uh, and their, uh, I guess, disability head is a guy by the name of uh, Mr. Ian Martin. He does an extraordinary job. He's without doubt a world leader in and bringing um, the the sided cricket board uh, along for the journey of supporting blind cricket and giving blind cricketers opportunities at that level um the only other country that comes close to replicating what happens there is pakistan and pakistan in fact in fact probably exceed what the what the ecb do in that the pakistan cricket board just give a a budget to pakistan blind cricket and pakistan blind cricket run their program autonomously uh, which Whoa. is just which oh, that that to me shows shows a true level of respect for people who are blind or vision impaired which yes. i don't think happens anywhere else in the world to that to that degree. I mean, quite often, um, I think that, and it's not the intention of the side of cricket bodies, but I think that they can sometimes have a slightly colonial attitude towards uh, blind cricketers in that they, because they've played cricket, conventional cricket for so long, they think they know best and they, they want to input their, their thoughts and ideas onto blind cricket. And if you've been around blind cricket for a long time, you understand that Blind cricket is quite a nuanced sport, and it's it's a sport whilst whilst it's uh, based around uh, conventional cricket, it has it has its specialities and it has its yes. intricacies, and mm-hmm. you need to understand that, and you need to understand people who are blind and vision impaired, I think, to operate really successfully there. Um, but that's really exciting that England are hosting this tournament. That's going to be an outstanding uh, thing for blind cricket and. We're hoping uh, that we'll have all of the ten member countries at the uh, at that tournament. In fact, we have uh, we have uh, people working on the board of uh, World Blind Cricket to try to continue to expand the game, and there may be one or two others. 
We need to. Well, at least we have something I'm um, looking looking forward to, and uh, with, the, with the current state of cricket in, in in the Caribbean right now, and boards are not. Um, the players are not happy with the board, and member states are not happy. I hope they could sort out their their, their situation, but by but before then, so West Indies could have a team in the next T20 World Cup. But on, on that note as well, um, I don't really know how to ask you this question, but. How, what 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 do, what do you feel about the current state? Cricket is fairly new. It's maybe like what, 16 years cricket is in the region since 2005, and to know that um, it is at this level where some person are saying it's dying and so forth. And what, what would you say about that? Yeah, sure. Look, it's well. Firstly, to hear anyone say that blind cricket is dying anywhere is just the same mm. thing to hear. Um, and if if people are brought to that level where they think that yeah that, that they don't see don't see a positive or bright future for blind cricket, but that's certainly concerning. Um, World Blind Cricket, we had uh, 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 Yusuf Haroon, who's the, the technical director of World Blind Cricket. He uh, personally mediated a uh, sort of dispute between uh, Jamaica and the West Indies uh, Blind Cricket Board. That unfortunately wasn't, there wasn't a clear resolution there, despite his best efforts. Um, I hope that I hope that all involved look look to look to the players and look to what they've because people in, involved in administration are there because they've probably got a history in blind cricket. I'm assuming. I hope yes. they look to mm-hmm. realise that what they what they need to do is to make sure that that they're doing whatever they can to facilitate opportunities for people who are blind and vision impaired as often as they can. And um, it's, it is certainly upsetting. I, I know a lot of people across the Caribbean, I've been lucky with my involvement both on that tour and also just going to World Cups and then also attending World Blind Cricket meetings as, as my, in my role as Secretary General of World Blind Cricket. There are, there are lots of good souls in, uh, in the West Indies, people with, with a real spirit for blind cricket and a hope for its future. And I just hope that people can, can get on the same page and, and push the sport forward because there's no doubting that the Caribbean is rich with raw talent in blind mm-hmm. cricket and there's no reason uh, for the Westerners to not be uh, a dominant team internationally and a team that's feared internationally but uh, yeah, getting that house in order first is, is key and that needs to happen sooner rather than later so I just I, 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 my plea is to all involved to just whether yeah, no more no more head butting of heads, but just to do what you can to work work forward to some uh, to some positive things. The biggest issue, from what I gather, is around uh, gathering finances to support the players going away. Mm-hmm. That that's, that story is echoed over the world. Until we had this, until we had the memorandum of understanding with Cricket Australia, blind cricketers Australia wide were predominantly self-funded, uh, and different states. Um, some states would be more successful at lobbying uh, their local businesses or, or personal contacts or their local cricket board to get support or a local blindness charity in that state, whereas other states were fully self-funded the entire time. So I came from Queensland and for a long period of time we didn't get any support at all, but we knew that there were other people in other states who were getting substantial levels of support. Um, and that becomes very difficult. And I think that Something similar that's probably echoed a bit in the Caribbean. Um, uh, in that, you know, some people might be getting some more support than others. That, that's unfortunately that's that is the way the world over. I know that New Zealanders 
they're, they're lucky to have a lady by the name of Donna McCaskill and she, along with her board and committee, they do an outstanding job of trying to provide opportunities, but they do it all on the smell of an oily rag. But it's just through their, her, her grit and determination that blind cricket, I think to a great degree, the blind cricket happens in, in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And it's people like her throughout the world that, that get things happening. Hold on you. So with that said, um, about the, the, the New Zealand um, cricket um, for the blind, and those persons over there trying to assist with blind cricket in New Zealand. What do, what do you think um, other, other countries um, could do, like the West Indies or other countries who are having trouble um, getting funds together to do cricket um, locally as well as to travel internationally? Um, how, how would you advise, uh, what kind of advice could you give or which country you could point to that is doing well out there in terms of their own um, gathering of funds? Some, well, a few countries that are very well supported. Um, so, for instance, India, uh, very lucky that uh, whilst uh, the Board of Control for Cricket in India doesn't financially support blind cricket, there's a blindness charity that's run by uh, the president of World Blind Cricket, uh, Mr. Mahantesh uh, GK. Mm-hmm. He is just, he is a cricket fanatic. If it wasn't for his fanaticism, uh, blind cricket in India would would uh, certainly fall well behind where it is now. In fact, they're world leaders. Uh, it's through his passion, his, his passion and his efforts with his charity uh, that fundraise uh, support so many people with a blind, uh, who are blind or vision impaired uh, in India. Um, that his, his charity, part of what they do is support the Academy, the Cricket Association for the Blind in India. Mm-hmm. That allowed them to have the recent tour to Jamaica. Yes. Uh, that's allowed them to host World Cups. And that has them at something like fifty thousand registered blind cricketers. So, it's, it's, it, so if you, you could be lucky, if you had a Mahentesh in the Caribbean, <laughs> yeah. everything, everything would be sweet. That would be sweet. If we had a Mahentesh in Australia, you know, that would be that would be pretty sweet too. I mean, he's just he's he's someone who has a gift and passion for uh, for supporting. Um, the blind and vision impaired community, and and for it to be uh, shown the full respect uh, that it deserves, and he he's he's a uh, yeah, a beautiful advocate for people who are blind and vision impaired, and a beautiful advocate for the supporting blind cricket and the opportunities that it brings. So that's that's why India are at the state that they're at. But when when Australia play India or West Indies play India, as you know, we're coming off uh, a, a vastly different preparation and level of support. So mm-hmm. we're already we're we're already playing with one hand tied behind our back, yes. and that's not that's that's not Mahantesh GK's fault. That's our fault, you know. It's uh, you know, it's it's kudos to him and congrats to the Indians for being able to be in the position that they're in. It's good to have someone like Mahantesh in in blind cricket and fighting for blind because more more nations need to have persons like Mahantesh for sure, for sure. So you see, Nick, twenty twenty one is the next um, big thing in in in, in um, blind cricket. That's the T twenty. Uh, World Cup in, in, in England. So uh, nothing right. nothing happening next year, maybe later this year in terms of maybe maybe try nation series or anything. Uh, anything? There, there, are, there are some individual tools. So mm-hmm. the only the, the, the process that people go through for international tours. So we have a, a global development director, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Uh, Arman Bam. He is uh, he oversees. Uh, the ratification of of internationals. The only tournament that has been ratified to take place uh, this year is a tournament between uh, Pakistan and England. Yeah, Pakistan, Pakistan, England. Oh, I, I, Pakistan I, I, I read, and the UAE. Yeah, I read, I read something about that. 
I read something about that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the only team that the tournament has been ratified. I know that. Uh, I think they're just trying to finalise dates before before England and Australia apply to uh, to a little blind cricket or so to Dr. Bam uh, before before that that application goes to to him for have that to have that tournament ratified. But it's not yet ratified, so it's not a it's not a tournament at this stage. Uh, but they're the only two. That, that's the only thing I know that's on the horizon. Bangladesh uh, and uh, becoming uh, a new tiger in uh, in world blind cricket. They're 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 chopping at the moment. World blind cricket has been dominated by India and Pakistan, mm-hmm. um, who, who are without question the two best sides in the world. Uh, Sri Lanka have for some time occupied the position of, of third spot very comfortably. They've been and I've, I've toured. I toured Sri Lanka, and whilst we we had a very good team in there, and we played we played like great blind cricket. They were able to beat us at every every uh, in every game. But they're, they're the, the third team, and then there's a rung of teams that sit below that. And Australia, England, the West Indies, Bangladesh, uh, all sit there. South Africa are just a fraction. Uh, well, actually, South Africa are in there, and Nepal are now in there as well. So they're mm. all this the big congregation of basically every other team in the world all sort of sit together fighting for that fourth spot. Um, but Bangladesh, I think, uh, with the, the support of a change of board that's happened there recently, uh, mm-hmm. are looking like uh, becoming a new power in blind cricket. They're, they're in fact, uh, in communication with um, with World Blind Cricket. They're looking at hosting an Asia Cup. They want to they want to be hosting a tournament next year, but that hasn't become formal either. But they're, they're the things that are on the horizon for blind cricketers. And I know that New Zealand are also looking. Um, New Zealand are, I should say, New Zealand actually are hosting uh, Bangladesh. That is, I can't believe I forgot that. England are hosting Bangladesh. Sorry, New Zealand are hosting Bangladesh in, uh, I think, in a month or two months. Um, and then I think New Zealand also have on the on the uh, on the cards they're looking at going to play in South Africa. Uh, so they're, they're, that's that's giving you a global picture of what everything that I can recall is that's happening. Uh, at the moment. Okay, well, that's well, all. Uh, we have some games coming up next year and uh, for 2021 as well. And that, that's all in good. Cricket is active globally, and I, I, lo- I love to see that. As it relates to media coverage, though, do we do we, in blanket do we get games like maybe um, televised or even even on radio broadcasting? Well, in Australia, um, Cricket Australia have uh, been very generous, and they've been doing a Facebook Live uh, broadcast mm-hmm. of the final of the national championships every year, and that's been uh, that's happened for the last two national championships, I believe. Yes, three. I think it was the last two national championships that paid for a live broadcast. So that's something to look forward to in January of next year. The dates are yet to be finalised, but uh, January of next year there'll be national championships, and the final of the Australian uh, championships will be broadcast on Facebook Live. Um, the Indians and the Pakistanis almost always broadcast uh, their games uh, live, their national, their international tournaments live, so that they can be followed there. I'm not aware of any other countries that do uh, uh, that do uh, any live broadcasting or or consistent radio broadcasting. We've had people in Australia do some uh, some uh, radio commentary, oh, but that's that's been. On and off, and it's it's not at every tournament. Um, okay, <laughs> that's happened a bit. Um, but yeah, so there, so there are, there are, yeah there are opportunities for people to tune in and hear what's happening in blind cricket. But the best 
the, the, the countries follow uh, uh, India and Pakistan, and I wouldn't be surprised if even if their regional tournaments were 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 broadcast uh, either on radio or uh, or or on or a video format uh, on the on Facebook or or one of the uh, the other streaming services. Uh, it's it's really nice to hear how cricket, blind cricket has has developed um, in in Pakistan and India. It's really amazing. You see the love that they have um, for cricket. I, I really, I really, I really applaud them for, for that. Honestly, so, Mister Mister Maxley, I, I really appreciate you spending so much of your time talking to me right here in the Blind Cricket Club, and uh, I hope to speak to you more as the year goes and talk to you some more individually about tournaments and get reports and so forth. Um, to keep the listeners up to date of what's going on in Blind Cricket globally, and thank you very much. For being on the club. All right, thank you very much for for the podcast. It's wonderful to have people with passion uh, doing what they can to support the promotion of blind cricket, and uh, it's a great opportunity you're giving to uh, to blind cricketers from all over the world to uh, to keep it connected. So appreciate the efforts you're putting in with that. Yeah. All the best to you. And guys, thank you a lot. Thank you a lot for, for, for sticking with us through the Blind Cricket Club for this week. For another episode, people, I really appreciate it. Thanks for everyone who, who, who has been um, subscribed who, who subscribe, um, to the podcast already. And continue to, to share the podcast with your friends, with your family, and with cricketers alike. Um, coming up next on the podcast, we'll be, we'll be doing an interview with... Mr. Brian Breeze is a former CEO of Cricket Jamaica and is currently now working with the Durham Visual Olympia Cricket Team over there in England. And I get to understand that there is some um, teaming up looking to happen. The Durham, Durham Cricket Board planning to come to Jamaica to have a cricket game um, sometime next year. Also, they're looking on maybe doing a twin program with Durham Cricket Board and Javika. Um, that's Jamaica Visual Olympic Cricket Association, as well as um, Javika has been honored in terms of have been awarded rather um, 2.5 million dollars over three years by Digicel Foundation here in Jamaica. So we have that to talk about um, in future episode as well. So cricket is alive and well and kicking in Jamaica. So what's next that's what's next and we have more interviews then i'll interviews coming up soon to san gardner interview is coming up soon so we have a lot to look forward to and i'm still hoping to be um, still hoping to speak to someone from the barbados blind cricket association so stick and stay people have a great day um, more interviews coming up um soon subscribe to the podcast share and leave a review